Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. As that you'll stand to your feet all over the sanctuary. Would you open your Bible apps and join me in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Tomorrow here at uh, our church, the Atlanta Transportation System is doing their job fair here in our sanctuary, uh, here on our campus, uh, even for non-CDL drivers. Uh, they're going to be hiring tomorrow, uh, and tomorrow if you'll get here, there'll be a $1,000 signing bonus. Uh, so those of you who are uh, in need of employment, ask that you'll meet us back here uh, on uh, tomorrow, those of you who have friends and family and uh, unmotivated sons, get them off the couch and uh, get them to, uh, to new birth on uh, tomorrow. Uh, grateful to have uh, our chairman, Brother Tommy Dorch, our vice chair, uh, Brother Mike Roberts with us on today. Thank you so very much uh, for being with us uh, in worship as well as so many uh, affiliate members of uh, Urban League in the Atlanta metro area. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us uh, on today. Uh, the ladies of uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority who are visiting from Houston, Texas, uh, we are glad to have you, and uh, happy Founders Day uh, to the gentlemen of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and that's enough of that. First Samuel, uh, moving right along. First Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 2 through 9. 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you go to 2 Samuel, you've gone too far. If you're in 3 Samuel, that's not a Bible you read. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 2 through 9. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was laying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. So he went and lied down. Again, the Lord called Samuel and said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and said, here I am. And Eli said, boy, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel didn't know yet that the Lord was calling him. The word of the Lord hadn't yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Somebody shout, Speak, Lord. So Samuel went and laid down in his usual place. You may be seated. 
I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, will you please stop talking to me? Will you please stop talking to me? Would you look at the person beside you and just say, you heard the man. Yeah, will, will you please stop talking to me? Comrades, um, America's position on mental health is literally insane. Considering how it's been diluted down for entertainment purposes only. The full public square has watched Kanye have a nervous breakdown, but dismissed the behavior as just being opinionated and outspoken. The highest rated series on Netflix this summer was Dahmer, a true story about a deranged white man killing same gender loving black men, which led to absolutely no discourse on our responsibility for protecting people even if we disagree with them. It should be noted that the criminalization of mental health in America couldn't have been more glaring than the case of Anthony Sowell, who stood trial for killing 11 women and then storing their decomposing bodies in his garage. While under arrest, he told authorities that voices commanded him to commit these heinous crimes. He swore under oath that he would often black out and then a ghost would talk to him. The prosecutors pressed him to explain how he could possibly have intimate conversations with people and then have dialogue with demons in his head. He cried from the witness stand uncontrollably how he didn't understand it himself. Even still, the grand jury opted to put him in an electric chair rather than giving him psychiatric care. I want to ask you today, can you imagine what charges would be filed against you if you were held liable for the voices in your head? Hearing voices isn't reserved for the imbalanced. It takes place often for those who have to talk themselves through their own trauma. It's the sounding board for people who have been abused. It's the whisper you hear when you are sleepless. It's devotions for the depressed. It's a conversation with a corpse of the one you care about who has now died. It's the low after you come off from being high. In truth, 10% of the population will have the experience of knowing what it sounds like to have voices in their head. Clinically, it's called auditory hallucinations. 
sounds. The act of hearing noises and voices that are not real. It's one thing to hear voices in your head. It's another thing to let somebody else use their voice to get in your head. Trying to convince you you're not smart enough. That you're not worthy. That it's not going to happen for you. That it's all your fault. That you're not attractive. That you don't have what it takes. Miriam Webster said the number one word for 2023, 2022 is gaslighting. People will say all kinds of things to get in your head, to make you doubt yourself and question yourself. You have to silence the voices, whether they are online whether they're in the barbershop, whether they're on your phone, you have to silence the voices that tell you voting doesn't matter. It matters. The party that sponsors Herschel Walker doesn't want you to vote because they don't want you to live even though they claim pro-life. They are against paid sick leave they are against universal health care. They are against universal pre-K. They are against tax increases for corporations. They are against the rich paying their fair share. They are against student debt relief. They are against black men who can actually read. They are against black men who don't beat women. They are against black men who are mentally stable. They are against black men who actually walk out their Christian convictions. You have to listen to me. They do not want you to vote, but voting is your revolutionary act of defiance. Knowing that your grandfathers were lynched on sycamore trees like strange fruit just for the privilege. Your grandmother had to count bubbles in a soap bar. How dare you say you can't vote because it's raining outside. Negro, sing in the rain. Dance in the rain. But we've got a reason and a responsibility that we've got to vote. This is not a game about a footballer and a philosopher. This is about America's future separating itself from its past. You have to vote because unborn generations in your family are waiting to see what did you do to advance America's democracy forward or by not voting, did you drag America backwards? I believe I'm talking to some people today who realize you were born to be history makers and world changers and you cannot leave the earth the same way that you found it. You have a responsibility to make it better for those that come behind you. You have to learn to silence some stuff that is speaking out of turn. Because in case you did not know, fear is talkative. Did you hear what I just said? Fear is talkative. Fear will almost convince you that trying is an exercise of futility.
Fear will make you believe everything is a long shot. Fear will make you think that risk is synonymous with being ridiculous. Fear will make you second guess your faith. Fear is enamored with settling and adverse to pioneering. Fear will have you putting on a belt and suspenders even while you are wearing elastic waist pants. You have to get to a place where you have to silence everything that is talking you out of your assignment. Whenever fear begins to speak, you've got to remind yourself every place the sole of my foot will tread upon, he's already given to me. You've got to silence fear and declare this battle is not mine. This battle is the Lord. You've got to silence your fear and declare no weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. Silence your fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. Who are you afraid of? There is nothing that should cause you fear but the living God after you silence fear you have got to stop talking to your pain did you hear what I just said stop listening to your pain I know the relationship didn't work but as my sister Dr. Tamer Bryant Davis says you haven't met everybody who's going to love you yet. I know the disappointment was intense. I know the betrayal almost buried you, but you rose anyway. I know they stabbed you in the back, but pull out the knife and cut filet mignon. I know sometimes your family can act like an enemy, but pain comes with pregnancy. You only experience pain because you are about to birth something. The enemy is hoping that you don't go to full term with everything that you are carrying. But I declare over every voice that can hear me, everything in you has got to live. Your idea has got to live. Your business has got to live. Your dream has got to live. Your marriage has got to live. There was a woman who bled for 12 years, but she had to silence her pain to get to the hem of his garment. Pastor, how do I do it? I got to make sure my praise is louder than my pain. Hey, y'all didn't hear what I just said. However loud my pain was, my praise has got to be louder than that. Folk around you are watching you worship. They think that everything is all right, but they don't understand. I got to fight to give him glory. I got to struggle just to worship him, but I will bless the Lord at all times. My praise has got to be louder than my pain. Let's look at this adolescent. And 1 Samuel chapter 3, named Samuel. 
who's roughly around 12 years old. Sacred text shares that the light was about to go out in the church and the Lord could not trust his word with the previous generation. So he starts speaking to a new generation. I need every parent to lift up your hand, please. Hallelujah. Every grandparent, lift up that hand. Every godparent, every foster parent, every surrogate parent. I prayed for you coming back from Israel last night. I pray that your children will start hearing the voice of God as clear as you hear mine. That God will speak to them with clarity about their decisions, about their destiny, about their choices, I hope you'll shout, about their mate, about who they date, about where they live, about where they study, about where it is that they go. May the voice of God be clear in the forehead of your children. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. I silence every illegal voice that's been in your child's ear. Your child will not suffer with low self-esteem. They will not suffer with thoughts of suicide. Your children will not use their sexuality as a bothering tool for intimacy. I cast down every voice of witches and warlocks that have been in your child's ear. They will not follow the generational curse, but they will mount up on wings as eagles. There is a call on your child's life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. Hallelujah. 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 I feel like I need to make an announcement. You just missed it. I'm waiting for 50 parents to shout about there is a call on your child's life. Your child is not regular. They are not ordinary. While they were in your womb, God had plans for them. Hallelujah. I cancel every unbelieving teacher every unbelieving counselor every demonic friend I pull them out of their life in the next 30 days God put a hedge fence a protection around my child's call hallelujah hallelujah says I'm talking to the next generation because that generation didn't hear. And Samuel went back to bed. And when he went back to bed, he heard the voice of God again. And he declared, here I am. And he went back to Eli, who was his pastor, 
who was his mentor, who was his tutor, and said, did you call me? Hallelujah. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. The thing that got me excited is that Samuel had a male in his life who was not his father. God, I can't hear anybody. Parents, lift up that hand. I want to say something to you. And I hope at least 50 mothers will give God glory. I pray that in the year of our Lord 2023, the Lord will raise up for your children positive male voices. God, I can't hear nobody. Positive male voices that speak with kingdom authority. That when they speak over your child, your child will take it as if it is the voice of God. I pray that God will anoint coaches and teachers and neighbors and deacons who will recognize the gift in your child's life and say there's something in you that God is trying to cultivate. So go back to bed. He heard the voice of a positive male image and thought that it was God. And he sent him back to sleep. He says, if you hear the voice again, the only thing I want you to do is say, here I am. I want you to lift up that hand. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, those of you online, those of you who are in this room, lift that hand. It ain't your pastor calling you. God's been trying to get your attention. I need you to lift that hand and shout out loud, here I am! I'm depressed, but I'm here. I'm unhappy, but I'm here. I'm stressed out, but I'm here. My job is killing me, but I'm here. I don't know where you are, but you were not born to settle for where you are. There is a greater assignment over your life, and you will not die until everything you were called to do comes to pass and manifests. Forget the cars, the clothes, and the money. I want you to surrender to your call. God, whatever you want me to do in this season, here I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Here I am. Here I am. I've been mistreated, but I'm here. I got trust issues, but I'm here. I got church hurt, but I'm here. In Genesis chapter 3, after it is that Adam ate of the forbidden fruit, he asked of Adam, where are you? I don't want God looking for you. I don't want him to have to put out a warrant for your arrest. I want you to turn yourself in. Come on, would you lift up that hand? Here I am. God never calls you to do something easy. If I can be honest with you, he rarely calls you to do what you want to do. 
somebody with outlandish faith, would you just shout out loud, here I am! If I got to take in my nieces and nephews, here I am. God, I can't hear nobody. If, if you calling me to mentor on Saturdays, here I am. If you need me to go back and give to the community I was raised in, here I am. If you need me to go take care of that sibling that's been strung out on drugs, here I am. You may be seated. He calls out to Samuel. Samuel! Samuel responds, here I am. And goes to Eli and Eli sends him back to bed. The Lord calls again, Samuel! He goes back to Eli and says, here I am. And the Lord calls him again, Samuel! The reason why I'm shouting is because I'm thankful to know that God will keep calling you. Oh my God. Whenever it's important to him, God will keep saying it over again. This ain't your first time knowing there was a call on your life. I didn't come for revelation. I came for confirmation. God said, I will disrupt your whole life until you surrender to me. I'm going to keep calling you. Keeps calling him until he gets his undivided attention. When I was flying uh, from uh, from Istanbul to Atlanta, they gave all of us on the plane noise canceling headphones. Noise canceling headphones. You put those headphones on, and the only thing you can hear is what's on the screen. Anybody walking and talking around you, you can't hear it. Flight attendant trying to feed you, they're going to have to tap you because you can't hear it. I am now in the spirit realm, placing on your head noise-canceling headphones that as of this moment, you won't be able to hear anything that will deter you from your journey. You will only hear what it is that God has for you. Here's your shout. I hope 500 of you. God told me to tell you, if you open your mouth, you start a season of good news. Is that for the next 30 days, every report you going to receive is good news. I, I don't know who needs it. I don't know who's waiting on it. This is your season for good news. I want you to look at two people around you and just say congratulations. Hallelujah. I said look at three people and say congratulations. That is the word that you are going to hear for the next six weeks of your life. Congratulations. Everything you work for, everything you strive for, everything you believe for, congratulations. And verse number 11. When Samuel finally acknowledges the call and recognizes 
who the call is from. I need you to hear why God was calling Samuel. It's the same reason why God brought you to church today. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 11, he says to Samuel, what I now have the responsibility to report to you. He says to Samuel, hear me, I am about to do everything, here it is, that I promised your family from the beginning to the end. It is now going to be yours. I am a God that cannot lie. Everything I promised over your bloodline is about to come to pass. Your dad is coming out of rehab. Your mother is going to make it through the surgery. Your son is going to be a success. Your daughter has got destiny in her future. Your sister will not stay single. Your cousin is coming out all right. And as for you and your house, your whole household will serve the Lord. I don't know where your shout is today, but if you believe that there is fresh oil that is going to be released into your household, I need you to open up your mouth and give God glory. Give him praise. Give him thanksgiving. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Would you shake that neighbor's hand around you and say, didn't I tell you? It's going to be all right. Every person in your family is going to walk in the glory of God. Every person in your family will speak in tongues and have evidence of the Holy Ghost. Every member It is when he calls Samuel. He's 12 years old. And if you didn't pay attention, the book that we are reading is named after him. Lift your hands for the last time today. Says what I am getting ready to do for you is I am going to fulfill the promises I made to you when you were a child. The stuff you forgot about because of life, because of adulting, because of maturity, because of the reality of your finances. He said, I'm not giving you new promises. I'm getting ready to make good on the old stuff that you thought I didn't hold a record of day to start worshiping him for the multiple houses you're going to have. I dare you to start worshiping him for how you going to take care of your mama. I dare you to start worshiping him like you know the favor is on your life. I came to tell Satan stop talking to me. I heard you all year and you couldn't break me. You couldn't You couldn't intimidate me because I heard the voice of God say, 
world. I need a shout in this room. Satan, we gonna tear your kingdom down. Satan, you missed your opportunity. Satan, I'm still standing. Lift up that hand, please. Silence every voice that is not the voice of God. Silence every voice that is laced in fear, that is laced in your pain. I've got to do a a couple of things at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I need those of you in this center circle, if you'll clear out for me for just one moment, please. I'm grateful for your zeal. I need you to hear me. I need you to do a couple of things. I need you to open up your ears to hear the Spirit of God. I need you to stand in because I don't want anybody to crawl over you, to climb over you. I have no idea of all the services why God had you in this one. I don't know why you would visit this Sunday telling you this this is going to be Satan's biggest regret I'm going to open this altar because there are those of you in this room who've been hearing the voice but you haven't responded to the call and the only thing that stopped you was the voice of fear and the voice of pain. But God's voice is stronger than that one. Those of you who are in this room, and you know that God has been calling you into ministry. That God has been calling you to be his voice. And you've not moved on that voice because of the other voices you have heard. I need you to come meet me at this altar. I want to pray for you. Because he's still calling you. Come on, I can't hear anybody. I said he's still calling you. I don't care what your family thinks. I don't care if it don't match your professional profile. I don't care if this ain't what you went to school for. God says, I know I heard you. So call on your life. So call on your life. And part of the problem is the fault and the liability of the church. If you'll pull up for me, just take two steps forward. Thank you. Is that we have minimized ministry to a microphone. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. God can call you in the ministry and you ain't never got to stand in this pulpit. He can call you into marketplace ministry. He needs you to be his covert agent at the corporate business table. He needs you to evangelize your neighborhood, your cul-de-sac, your zip code. There's an assignment over your life. Those of you who are at this altar, would you lift up that hand for me, please? 
Whenever God calls somebody, he never checks on your opinion, what you feel, what you think. I might as well tell you, God will never call you at a convenient time. And I meant to also add this to it. God never calls people, hear this, who are available. He only calls people who are already busy. When he called the 12 disciples, they weren't in prayer, they were at work. And he called them off their job so that they could fulfill their assignment. Your hand is lifted. I need you to declare out loud, here I am! I can't run no more. Whatever you want me to do, I'm sick of it. You keep backing me into a corner. Whatever you want from me, God, just have me do it. Somebody shout out loud, here I am! Whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, I'll do it. I can't take it no more. You torturing me. Whatever you need from me, just take it. But I can't go through another trial season, another testing season. God, I'm turning myself in. Somebody shout out loud, here I am, Lord! Lord, you sent Samuel back to sleep. I am asking for those who are at this altar that while they sleep tonight, you will whisper into their ear to confirm that you have been calling them. Make it absolutely clear that it is not the voice of their pastor, but it is the voice of their Lord. God, I pray that you will not allow them to get any rest until they have completely surrendered to what you have for their life. And I declare it so in Jesus' name. Those of you who believe that God still calls, would you open up your mouth and give God glory? Come on, I can't hear anybody. Everybody at this altar, would you embrace somebody and tell them you're called to make a difference? You're called to make an impact. You're called to change the world. New birth, would you clap your hands as they go back to their seats? I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.